The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Meadow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out meadow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. Hey there, I'm Dr. Richard Maddow, and welcome to the next episode of the Dental Practice Fixers. We've got some great stuff for you today, including some mystery shopper calls with a question we've never done before. I'll tell you, after doing hundreds of these podcasts and thousands of mystery shopper calls, it's tough to come up with a new um, potential new patient question to ask that I've never done before that's still relevant, that still would make sense, that a, a new patient would ask when calling a dental practice. So we've got a brand new one for you today that should be fun and lots of other fun stuff. And first of all, I want to remind you, maybe you didn't even know this, but at the Meadow Center, we just did a webinar called How to Love Your Dental Practice. And I got to tell you, the comments that we got post-webinar were really fabulous. I guess people need to know how to love their dental practices. We were all really happy with the way it went. And the good news for you as a podcast listener is that we do have a replay up on the web at no charge. I'm not sure how long it's going to be up because we do take them down after a period of time. But the replay's up. You can watch it just by going to maddo.com slash webinars. That's plural. M-A-D-O-W dot com slash webinars. And a bunch of them are on there. But the first one that you'll see, the latest one, is called How to Love your dental practice. So please go check it out. And when you're there, when you're on that page or any page on our website, scroll all the way down to the bottom, the very bottom, and you'll be able to get put on our email list. And that's just the way that I stay in touch with you. I send out an email about three to five times per week. Um, sometimes they're about things like upcoming webinars, seminars, uh, coaching, whatever. Other times they're just great dental practice tips for you and for the entire team. Things to help the practice run more smoothly, help patients say yes to treatment, all the good things we like to know about. So lots of good tips, events, all kinds of things. So be sure to sign up for our email list once you're there. So anyway, go to matter.com slash webinars to watch how to love your dental practice. And of course, I can't do a podcast without mentioning my favorite credit card processing company. That is Stax, S-T-A-X. And I think you already know why they're my favorite and why we use them at the Matto Center. And that is because they do not charge that nasty percentage every month to do your processing. It's a low, flat monthly fee. If you want to find out more, and we can even have a Stax representative call you, do a little comparison, how much you're paying now, see how much you'll save with Stax. If you're not going to save anything, they won't let you sign up because they only want happy people. That's what I told them. We only want happy dental practices, people who love their dental practices. So go to matter.com slash save, and you can find out more about that. Okay, before we get to our mystery shopper calls, I just want to talk briefly about something that will help you love your dental practice, since that's kind of our theme today, and that is patient selection. It's something we don't spend enough time on. We tend to just accept any patient that walks down the pike and somehow finds their way into our practice. And let's face it, most patients will be a good fit for us, but some won't um, for, for a bunch of different reasons. And proper patient selection can really play a big role in the success, happiness, revenue, 
all those great things in our dental practice. So I'm just going to talk about a few, maybe we'll call this a bullet pointed list of some tips when it comes to patient selection. My first tip is difficult cases. Why do we get involved with difficult cases that are above our skill level, above our interest level? Um, they, you know, sometimes we just see a patient, oh, I can do that, I can do that. Maybe we see dollar signs a little bit, I hate to admit. Um, but then we get involved in a difficult case and we kick ourselves and we say, I never should have done that case in the first place. So be careful when screening out the kinds of cases that you're going to do. And this kind of begins and ends with having a great team of specialists. I got to tell you, I love the specialists that I worked with in my practice, just a really great bunch of men and women. And I'll tell you something, I'm not necessarily talking about their skill level, although of course their skill level is paramount. They've got to be a skilled specialist. You've got to know that when you refer your patients to your periodontist, oral surgeon, endodontist, pediatric dentist, ortho, whatever, that your patients are going to get great treatment. That goes without saying. But they also have to be good people who not only know how to deal with your patients, but know how to deal with you. And I'll tell you a quick story. I think I told this story several times before, so if you've heard it before, just bear with me. But many, many, many years ago, early on in my practice, I took one of those weekend warrior orthodontics courses. This was before Invisalign. Orthodontics was still very mysterious. And I took one of those courses where I could start seeing some simple ortho cases in my practice and still send out complex cases, of course, which... Um, at my skill level, we're probably 98% of them, but I can still do some simple ortho in my practice. It was fun. I did a nice job. The patients were happy. They didn't have to go somewhere else. I didn't do a lot of them. But in any case, I remember very distinctly, I was taking this course. Now, I was working with two orthodontists at the time, probably you know more in the, in the broad circle of specialists, but I, two who were kind of my favorites. And of course, as the specialists do, they took me out to lunch all the time. And I remember the first orthodontist, we'll call him orthodontist A, took me out to lunch. And I told him about this course I was taking. And he got real sullen and, and looked kind of upset and said, Rich, you're crazy. Orthodontics is an extremely complicated field. There's no way that by taking a course over you know, 10 weekends or whatever, you're going to be competent or comfortable doing any ortho. You're asking for trouble. You're going to get sued. We have a great relationship. Don't blow it. I would not recommend treating any ortho cases in your practice. Okay, whatever. I, I took his advice, you know, for what it was. A few weeks later, I'm out with the orthodontist B. I told him that I was taking this ortho course over a period of 10 weeks, blah, blah, blah. He said, Rich, that's great. Your patients will love it. I'm sure that there are some very simple cases that you can treat in your practice. I'm just going to urge you, don't get cocky or overconfident. I don't want to see you get in trouble. I'm here for you. If you have any cases that you want to send me, please do. If you decide to do a case in your practice and you, you have a question, you need to call me about anything, I'll be here for you. And even if you need me to bail you out, if you're in the middle of treating a case and you're just over your head and you need to send them over to me, I will absolutely never say anything negative about you. I'll only say positive things and that I'll you know, say for some reason this treatment got a little bit out of hand and Dr. Maddow was so smart to have me take a look. Whatever. I'll make you look great. The first guy pretty much said that if I started treating ortho in my office, he wasn't going to talk to me anymore. So 
Who do you think I wound up having the better relationship with and sending all my cases to? And then eventually I really stopped doing ortho in my practice. And I sent all my cases to orthodontist B, still have a great relationship with this person. And he was part of my fantastic team of specialists. So again, of course they have to be clinically superb, but they also have to be the kind of people who are going to look out for you, bail you out if you need to be bailed out, not say anything bad about you. They're there for you. They're there for your patients. Have a great team of specialists. And when it comes to patient selection, don't get in over your head. It's just not worth it. Okay. That's one kind of patient. Secondly, potential payment problems. I don't know why Dentists take on patients that are giving us potential payment problems. Things just never go well when a patient owes you money. They're mad at you because you were nice enough to let them do some kind of payment plan. They're never happy with the treatment. If somebody on your team has to do a collection call, they're mad at you because the rich dentist, yes, all dentists are rich according to our patients. I know that dentist is rich. I see that Lexus SUV with a personalized license plate that says Flossum parked right in front of the office. I know that dentist is rich. How dare they call me? money when you never should have loaned that patient money in the first place, which is what you're doing if you accept payment plans. I actually have had people in my seminars raise their hands and say, well, we don't do payment plans unless a patient gets rejected by care credit. Then, of course, we'll let them come in and we'll do a payment plan. I'm like screaming like that's the worst patient you should ever do a payment plan on. Care credit, this professional credit reporting finance company has told you This patient will screw you over. Why would you ever let that patient do a payment plan? So potential payment problems are patients you should just not take on. They're going to give you heartache. They're going to be mad at you. They're going to wind up giving you a bad review on review sites. Just don't do it. Kind of along the same lines, chronic complainers. If a patient comes in telling you five horror stories about their last five dentists, what makes you think you're going to be any different? You won't. Just maybe try to find a better home for that patient. It doesn't happen that often. It's not going to make or break your revenues. Just don't treat that person. Find them a better fit somewhere else. Same thing with chronic no-shows and cancellations. I'm not saying to get these people out of your practice, but if somebody continually abuses your schedule by no-showing and last-minute canceling all the time, why would you continue to give this patient appointments? Put them on your VIP VIP list, your very important patient list. It really stands for very irresponsible patient, but we're not going to tell them that. We're going to tell them they're a VIP. Here's how you do it. Just look them in the eye very kindly, and we're going to start with a compliment. How can you compliment somebody who's no-showing and canceling all the time? It's easy. You say, Mrs. Jones, I've noticed that you missed your previous appointment and the appointment before that you canceled at the last minute. You must have a really busy schedule. That's kind of a compliment, right? Everybody likes to be told they're busy. You must have a really busy schedule. So they're shaking their head. Yeah, I do have a busy schedule. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Instead of giving you an appointment, we're going to put you on our VIP list. And that means that if we come in in the morning and we have a change in our schedule, we'll call you right away. If you're able to come in that day, great. If not, we'll keep you on the list. And when we get another opening or change in the schedule, we'll call you. How's that sound to you? And they always say yes. And then what happens a week later, you get a cancellation. We never use that word with patients, but just between us, I can use it. You get a cancellation. You call the chronic no-shower on the VIP list. Mrs. Jones, I want to let you know we had a change in our schedule. We can see you today at 1130 a.m. And I highly recommend you grab it. 
So that's how you deal with those no-showers and cancelers. I'm not saying to kick them out of your practice, but don't keep getting your heart broken by giving them appointments. Put them on your VIP list. This is a form of patient selection. Okay, another category of patients here. Maybe this will be our finally, final category of patients. And I call this patients who fail the vomit test. What is the vomit test? This means if you're doing your morning huddle and the entire team and the doc see that name on the schedule, that you know that name, you see that name on the schedule and everybody runs back into the, into the staff restroom and vomits in unison, you got to say to yourself, why is this person a patient in our practice? If it makes us sick just to see their name, can we really help them? Is this really the best fit for them? Can we give them our optimum level of caring and concern if seeing their name on the schedule makes us vomit? No, it's time to find another dental home for that patient. Now, this should only happen once, twice, maybe three times a year. If it happens all the time, we got to look within and say, why are people bothering us so much? Why are we letting this happen? And you know what? Sometimes I say the, the nastiest patients need the most loving. I'm not saying any patient who's nasty or kind of a jerk to you should be kicked out of your practice. Always remember, we are seeing patients at their worst. They don't want to be there. They might be a totally different person if you run into them out in public. So, you know, be kind, be generous, uh, be forgiving. But if after doing all that, it just makes you sick to see someone's name on your schedule, they probably shouldn't be in your practice. Here is the key, I think, if we're going to sum it all up, the key to patient selection, and this really will make your life better. Entire team, doctor, practice, this will make your life better. And that is, so as they say, write this down. Write this down now, not if you're driving, but if you're on the treadmill, yes, write this down. You are not morally, ethically, or legally obligated to treat every single patient who walks through your door or calls you on the telephone. I'll repeat it. You are not morally, ethically, or legally obligated to treat every single patient who walks through your door or calls you on the telephone. You're just not. Now, of course, we are healthcare practitioners. Community service is important to us. We took the oath. We did all that stuff. If a patient happens to call or come into your office who's bleeding, having extreme pain, swollen, whatever, of course we're going to help that person, at least with the primary care. Stop the bleeding. Take care of the swelling. Get them out of pain. Whether they can pay or not, of course we're going to do that. That's kind of how we help society. But that doesn't mean that we have to treat every single patient that walks in the door. And you know what? As important as it is what we do as dentists and dental team members, if that patient decides they don't want to get a crown, they're not going to die from it. If they decide, if they make the choice to be in poor dental health, it's not going to kill them. This is not life and death stuff we're dealing with. We don't have to treat every patient. And please don't treat a patient who's not going to pay you. And then when they don't pay you, just tell yourself, oh, this is my charity case. That's not charity. That's being a schmuck. There's a fine line between a mensch and a schmuck, if you know what I mean. Don't get taken advantage of. Now, look, I love charity. In my office, we always had two charity cases going at all times. That meant we would select the patients and we wouldn't charge them anything for any treatment they needed until their treatment was done. We got some of our specialists to participate. This was great. This was fantastic charity. It made us feel so good. It made these patients feel so good. We always had two going at any given time. 
But charity is not a patient who's screwing you over by not paying or doing anything else on this list. So remember, you're not obligated to treat every single soul. Well, that's a little talk about patient selection. I hope it was helpful. Let's go into our mystery shopper calls. And this time I just asked if they do whitening in their office and what that involves, or as they might say in the South, what all that involves. So let's do some mystery shopper calls. Let's go over to Command Central and call number one. Hit it. For quality assurance. Thank you for calling us. To get you to the best team member, please select from the following menu. If you are considering becoming a new patient, please press 1. If you are an existing patient, please press 2. I can't two. stand these for all things. questions for I our just, office all, team, I think they all go to the same person three. anyway. Your call may be recorded for quality and training Maybe. purposes. Yeah, it's definitely being recorded. I can tell you that. Thank you for calling us. And how can I help you? Oh, hi. Do you do tooth whitening there? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and how much does that usually cost? Uh, 450. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what is, what's done to do tooth whitening? What's the procedure like? Is that done all in the office? Do I have to take stuff home? What is that all about? Um, so we have two, <clears throat> so the, we have an in-house one and then we have a take-home one. So the in-house one, you would be here around roughly two hours. And then after you're done with your treatment, they go ahead and scan you and kind of send something to the lab to get like a mold so that way you can continue doing it at home after your treatment here. It's kind of like, kind of like a touch-up, you know. It doesn't necessarily have to be, like, everyday type of thing. Just kind of get it to, you know, where you would like it to stay, you know, after you're done here in the office. So if you want to keep a consistency, they just give you, like, syringes of, like, the whitening itself to kind of maintain it. Mm -hmm. So, but after that two hours, like, when I leave, will my teeth be whitened? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And then what's the other way? But you know, oh, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. It's the same way as uh, I was gonna say. You know, if you want to maintain it, you always they're gonna be white. But you know, after a while, like you know, drink coffee and everything and stuff like that, your teeth get stained a little. So it's kind of like those syringes would kind of like prevent that from having a permanent, well, not permanent, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I have to sur- like put syringes in my teeth. <clears throat> it's like a small. It's like so they give you what they call like um. It's almost like a retainer at the end of the treatment. You come back uh, for the in-house whitening. You come back like a week later. You get like these retainers, and it's like where you can add uh, the whitening itself and kind of leave it in there for like what half an hour to kind of you know keep it whitened. Mm. Okay, I think I understand. Well, great. Thank you so much. No problem. Let us know if you need anything. Oh, you got it. Thanks. Bye. No problem. Bye. No problem. Let us know if you need anything. Three minutes and 14 seconds she spent on the phone with me explaining whitening. She said kind of and like at least 100 times. It's kind of like 
what's like kinda, it's kinda like, it's like kinda, it's kinda like, it's like kinda, whatever, whatever. And then let us know if you need anything. I, I always say this, but what does she think? Uh, like there, there are people out there, look, I know I'm doing this, but it's not the norm. There are people just calling dental offices, asking about whitenings and don't want to make an appointment. Why didn't she ask me if I wanted to schedule for a whitening, for a consult, for an exam, for something after all that time and all that explaining? I mean, she didn't do a horrible job explaining. She wasn't great, but she certainly wasn't horrible. If I were truly interested, I might have made an appointment, at least for a consultation. But she didn't even ask, and I didn't either. Care. How am I help you? Uh, hi, do you do tooth whitening in your office? We do. Uh, and how does that work? Like, what's involved, and how much does it cost, and all that good stuff? Well, do you have a dental insurance, if I might ask first? I do have dental insurance. Okay. Um, let's see. So we will actually have to call you, um, see you for the exam, and take a little bit of x-ray, see what's, your, what's going on and what we can actually perform on with. And then the cost for the bleaching, um, it does rise up to about $400 for all the complete set for upper and lower. Mm -hmm. and, and is there a difference between bleaching and whitening? They're same, um, so, but for dental insurances, they do not, uh, typically 98% of the, of the times, they will not cover because it's considered as cosmetics. I see, I see. And then, I'm sorry, how many appointments does it take, or is that, do I have to do stuff at home? What's, what's involved there? We can give you like a kid or we can actually, the first time will be the best if you do in the office usually, um, but for, it'll take about up to two visits, depending. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got you. All right, well, hey, thank you so much. You're welcome. Right. Okay, I'll see you next mm -hmm. time. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> see you then. What is she talking about? Again, not a great explanation, but not horrible. And then just at the end of the call, see you then. When? See you next time. How about let's get? Would you like to make an appointment so you can find out more? So the doctor can take a look. So we can do it. Are you due for an exam and cleaning? Something. Come on, get me in there. Wow, that was awesomely bad. Okay, let's keep moving on. Calling your dental office. This is your dental office. Yes, it is. Oh, hi. Um, I have a question for you. Do you do tooth whitening there? We do whitening, yes. Uh -huh. And how does that work? Like, what's involved in that? So there are two types of whitening. There are take-home trays and then the in-office with the light. So the take-home trays, you would come in, we would take impressions, and you would leave with custom trays with whitening solution to wear overnight for two weeks. Or if you did the in-office, it's a two-hour procedure where you sit with the light on your teeth. Um, in 20-minute increments. Oh, wow. And is the cost the same for both of those? Uh, no, it is not. The take-home trays is 275 and the in-office is 575 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does the in-office get, get the teeth whiter, or it's just more costly because of the it's, office time? It's, it's because it's a quicker process. Like quicker. You, yeah, it's like instantly. Like that day you leave and you're white, you're not waiting the two weeks. So like the day you leave, your teeth are white? Mm-hmm. Like dazzling white smile. Wow, that's pretty cool. No, I mean, no. Everyone's teeth can only get their shade of white. What you see like on TV is not usually whitening. It's like veneers. 
Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm not expecting to look like a Hollywood star. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome, sir. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Do I even need to comment anymore about these? A whole discussion about what the procedure is, how much it costs. The previous caller, I thought, went into insurance stuff unnecessarily. She didn't do it this time. But again, still zero attempt to schedule. Can this happen again? Let's do one more. I know we're going to get a winner here. Let's try one more. See what happens. Dental care for To get you to the best team member, please select from the following menu. If you are considering becoming a new patient, please press 1. If you are an existing patient, please press 2. For all other questions for our office team, please press 3. Your call may be recorded for quality and training purposes. You know, it is being recorded. By me! Pick it up if it's being recorded for training purposes. Then okay, Michelle speaking. How may I help you? Hi. Um, do you do tooth whitening in your office? Um, we do. Yeah, and how does that work usually? So the doctor still has to see you, and he has to do like a an exam mm -hmm. to make sure that everything is um healthy and, and okay to get done with the whitening. And then if, if if it's healthy and okay, then we'll proceed with it, and the procedure is 500. Mm -hmm. And is that, like, done in the office, or do I have to do stuff at home? How does that yeah. work? Both. Hold on a second, please. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's in half. It's in the office. Got it. Okay, five hundred. All right. Um, yeah. Would you like to book an appointment with it with me? Um, I'm not quite ready yet, but I do have a question for you too. At the beginning of the call, it said the call's recorded. Why is that? Uh, to protect you and to protect me. Oh, from what? Um, misinformation. I see. I see. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're quite welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right, then. You know, <laughs> she did ask if I wanted to make an appointment. Finally. I mean, she didn't do it my preferred way, which we'd love to see you as a new patient. We can see you tomorrow at 1130. If that's not convenient, how about Friday at 330, whatever. But that's maybe getting too picky. She did say, would you like to make an appointment? So I'm going to say of all four calls, this was by far the best. The information she gave, maybe not as great, whatever, but she at least did try to go for the appointment. She didn't do it well, but she made some kind of attempt finally. So good for her. However, I don't even know how we got there, but I asked her why the call was being recorded. I thought she gave a horrible answer to protect you and to protect me. It sounds like we're, they're like being sued all the time. We're about to go to court. I know you got to think on your feet. I know it's not a question she probably gets very often if ever, but to protect you and protect me, horrible answer. I mean, at the beginning in that BS voice, whatever box thing, it says for quality assurance, right? They all say that. So just say, um, we do this so we can make sure we're always providing the highest level of care possible. Just something like that. Come on, give me a good reason. That was a horrible reason. Okay, that's enough today. Patient selection, 
before mystery shopper calls. You can watch a replay of how to love your dental practice by going to maddo.com slash webinars. That's a lot for one day. So I'm going to say thanks so much for listening to the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Maddo, co-founder of the Maddo Center for Dental Practice Success. If you're a practice owner and you want to chat with me about anything, anything, you can book directly on my calendar by going to maddo.com slash chat, M-A-D-O-W.com slash C-H-A-T. And I hope to see you soon. Thanks. Bye now. Bye now.